This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This is a podcast for change catalysts, those that believe we can change the world and that the way things are isn't the way they have to be. Through this podcast, I share tools, tips, and inspiring stories for breaking through limitations, creating meaningful change, and embracing and trusting in your deepest truth. I'm Julian Crossenhill, certified spiritual life coach, human design specialist, and founder of Priest of Unana. I help spiritually-minded professionals discover and embrace a life of possibility, freedom, meaning, and impact. Welcome, and thanks for listening. And welcome to this week's episode. A couple weekends ago, my husband and I spent some time out kind of running some errands, just really having a leisurely day. We had decided to go to our favorite mall, which is Kenwood down in Cincinnati. And we like that mall because it is a Williams Sonoma. And along the way, we drove by a place that Neil had seen online and had mentioned several times before. That and, and that we'd been wanting to go. And it the place is Algamisi's Algamisi Brothers Ice Cream. I have trouble with that, with that name. So this ice cream shop we'd been wanting to go. So we decided that we would stop and, and have ice cream on our adventure for the day. And the ice cream was amazing. It was so incredible small, locally owned business. They had chocolates and other candies, and we we just had a really great experience there. And after our ice cream, we, we continued on towards the mall. And as we were pulling into the mall parking lot, we were talking about the shop that we had just visited, Algamisi Brothers. And Neil said, that's the problem with the schooling that I received when I was growing up. And we talk about this frequently, that for our generation, everything in school was about going to college and becoming a CEO. Everyone was going to go be a CEO. No one was being trained to work on cars or to, to, to do a craft or have an, a, a skill. They were all going to go to college and become CEOs, which obviously is silly. We can't have all CEOs. Someone has to, to do the actual work. And what Neil said was, When I went to school, everyone was going to be a CEO and there was never, no one was content to just own a small family business that made them a decent living and supported them. And that really got me to thinking about business, spiritual business, and also about some of the ideas around manifestation and the law of traction. So I want to kind of share some of my thoughts that came up after this discussion with Neil. So as a spiritual business owner, sometimes I can get a little focused on growing my business. I spend a little time daydreaming and fantasizing about my company growing, maybe getting into other things and having employees and being a CEO, really. So this conversation really made me think about what do I want for my business? And what I want is to support the life that I want to live, 
which really is one of more freedom and more time. And a lot of CEOs don't experience that. I was once chief technology officer, a CTO, and I had zero free time when I did it. What I think this conversation really brought up for me is this idea of enoughness. And I've talked a lot about sufficiency, about being enough and doing enough and knowing enough and having enough. And I think we need to think more about what enough means for us. There's a common thread in the law of attraction and manifestation that we have some sort of divine spiritual right to every whim that comes our way, every desire that we have, we just need to manifest it and we can have it. And while I believe that we are definitely divine creators and we can create the lives and the things that we desire in this lifetime, the idea that there's no limit to that or that every whim that comes our way, we just snap our fingers and manifest it, feels a little funny to me. And one of the obvious reasons is we have a planet of limited resources with so many people. If everyone had everything that they wanted, what would be left of our planet? What would be left for the other life forms that we share this world with? But more importantly, it really brought up for me the idea of who wants it. Is it our soul or is it our ego that wants these things? And I think that that becomes important when we start to talk about law of attraction and manifestation. There's a lot of ideas of just go, go manifest it and everything that you desire, every little whim is going to come your way because you deserve it. But when we think about our divine creatorship, our, div our divinity, our divine creatorship really comes through our soul being and not through our ego being. And so I think it's important that as we really start to work in manifestation and working and creating the life that we desire, that we get really clear about who is desiring it. Which life are we creating? Are we creating the life that our ego desires or are we creating the life that our soul desires? Because they probably look very differently. And when we allow our ego to run away with us, then we become very whim-driven. We start to want things because of the status that's attached to them or because other people desire it. We want the power, we want the status, we want the attention. And those really aren't the pure motives that our soul is going to have in what it desires. I think, too, it's important that our ego pushes us for more and more. Our ego really doesn't have an idea of enough. The idea of enough comes from our soul. Our soul says, this is enough. You are enough. You're doing enough. You have enough. Our ego is always wanting more, more experience, more things, more. And that constant drive for more can often lead us to having less freedom, our ego pushes us into captivity. And it does that because this pursuit for more, more things, more, more status, more power, more recognition, more money, drives us to work harder, to rack up debt to where we don't even really have control over our own finances. It leads us to not creating the space and the time to experience life which is really what our soul came here to do, is to experience life. 
the ego doesn't have a firm grasp on enough. And the ego will drive us always towards more and leading us into captivity and a loss of freedom. There's also the aspect of, soul, of, of social conditioning that comes in with the ego. Why do you want it? Is it because other people will look up to you or admire it? Is it because it's acceptable and expected and social conditioning? Or is it because you truly, the authentic you, wants it? Because I think those are very different things. And when we are going to set about to manifest something, we need to get really clear on why do we want it? Not just who wants it, is it the ego and the soul, but why? There's a lot of debate about certain brands that are desirable, luxury brands, and whether they're more quality or not. And I've had some people on social media tell me that I, I have this wrong, that a Mercedes is a much higher quality car. But I question that. I've driven, I've driven Asian-made cars for a long time in my life, and they've always been extremely high quality. They've lasted very well. And for me, that's enough. Is it really about the quality that you want the Mercedes or is it about what other people, the, the, is it about what other people attach to the meaning of you driving a, a Mercedes? Is it because other people will see you as being more or better or more worthy if you're driving a Mercedes? So social conditioning really comes into some of that and we have to really question why is it that I want this thing? The other aspect of this enoughness, this idea of, of having enough, is it leads when we don't have an idea of enough, when we're constantly pursuing more, we become really attached to things and we start to accumulate things. We start to accumulate and we're living and working and doing all of these things for things rather than for experiences. And I think that among the spiritual business owners and spiritual entrepreneurs that I know, most of them value freedom much more. They want to have freedom. They want to have the time to go and experience life. They want to have the time to spend with their loved ones. And that to me feels like a more wholesome approach to life to be emphasizing experiences over things. And it really comes down to legacy. What is it that you're leaving behind when you pass beyond the veil, when you're done living in this plane, in this time, in this incarnation? Is it going to be a bunch of things that people are likely going to just fight over? Or are you going to leave a legacy of the knowledge that you shared, the wisdom that you shared, the good feelings that you gave to people, the experiences that people shared with you and the memories that you created? Because those are going to be a much more lasting legacy than the things. The things get broken. People forget where they came from. They lose their value. Whereas the memories get handed down as stories and are remembered. Neo-pagans and, and Wiccans often say, have a saying, when someone passes beyond, one of the things they'll often say is, what's remembered lives. And I think that that's such a powerful idea to think about when we start thinking about enoughness and legacy. So the bottom line of, the, of what I want to get across today is what is enough? Sufficiency is a state of consciousness of enoughness, of being enough, having enough, doing enough, knowing enough. 
So what is enough for you? And when you're going about manifesting, rather than getting wrapped up in this idea that's often promoted in law of attraction circles of you can have anything and every whim you you deserve it, start thinking about what is enough? Where, Where can I create enough in my life? And I think this is really important for spiritual business owners because we constantly get marketed about six and seven figure businesses, about five figure launches. And it's this constant busyness and doing that happens because we're pursuing bigger and bigger dollar amounts in our business. And I think as a spiritual business owner, it's really a helpful practice to take a step back and really get out of ego for a minute and ask what what does my soul want for my business? What is enough for my business? What do I need to make to feel secure and to have that space and that freedom to experience more of life in a very comfortable and supported way? Because that's ultimately what's going to be successful for you as a spiritual business owner. Your soul is Most of us have started our business to be of service. That's what our soul wants. So how can we find and embrace the idea of enough in our business and in our, so that we can make a comfortable enough living that feels fair for the work that we're doing and that supports the space and the freedom to have the experiences that we want to have in our lives. This has been the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast with spiritual life coach, Julian Prossenhill. Help others discover this podcast by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Did this episode speak to you? Is there something you'd like to hear more about? Have a suggestion for a guest you'd like to hear? DM me on social media or use the contact page on my website to let me know. www.priestofanana.com That's Priest of Anana. I-N-A-N-N-A dot com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Priest of Inanna. And don't forget to check out the Soul Expansion Soundboard live every other Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. 